welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back. Seems somewhat intermittent this podcast these days, but I think that's partially to do with the fact that there's fewer games. Yeah, the Prem's a, yeah, a sparser thing. We've had an international break. Also, it's not been going our way. Um, not that that's affected the frequency, but it's certainly affected the tone of the podcast. It has, it has, right. So we got a clean sheet against Bournemouth Unreal. last weekend, right? which is our first clean sheet in a long time. Um, and our first clean sheet in the Prem. So I think that was a huge moment for us. Yep. It'd be nice if we'd gone on to win the game, especially yep. when you've got teams like Sheffield United turning over Arsenal. Yeah. The, the fact is, we had a holding midfielder, and, yes. and we were and crawl sh- sure back. and crawled back. But so. the holding midfielder is massive. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. So Teddy's playing again. Same thing. Tex. I tell you what, I like Hall of Famer. I like that he has dropped Steeperman. He's playing Leitner in that position because Steeperman's been a bit shit. Oh yes. And I still stand by what we said in between seasons, which is do the brave thing and sold him for 12 and got a a more Premier League version for the position. But, you know, that's easy. Not not that I was... Well, he was big for us in the Championship and I guess he earned his chance to have a go in the Premier League. For sure. But his size and physicality worked in the Championship and I... Do you know what I'm really scared of? They've got Marshall and Rashford starting. Yeah. They're a bit good, aren't they? That's the problem. I mean, it, look, Man United have had their worst season yeah. in, what is it, 25 years yeah. more. A ridiculous amount of time. We've had some notable big wins over Man United in yes. our premiership campaigns as but well. they have got serious pace up top. Yeah. And that is the worry. Yeah. That is the worry. So, Jamal and Max are going to have to be at it today. They're going to have to be at it. And Teddy's going to have to be on his game, slotting in behind them when it breaks down. Yeah. We're going to be, you know, look, we're going to have some defending to do. Um, I'm really nervous, actually. I was okay until I, I saw their team and thought, hold on a minute. Yeah. That's, that's quite frightening. Yeah. I mean, we could be catching them at a better time. We do have a habit of picking up points against United in recent years. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt. We're not supposed to win this game. No. Um, but their form's been diabolical. And we're desperate for some for some form. We're desperate for some points. Yeah. And any points today could act as a, as a league, momentum think, shift league, for us. I think the league is starting to take shape. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're part of the, the bottom of that shape. Um, Absolutely. By the looks of it, I mean, it's early doors, but by the looks from from what we've seen early on, you've got to say that Villa and Sheffield United are looking all right. <laughs> Unlike Watford, who are looking awful, yeah. and Southampton. Southampton, yeah. So, at the moment, you've got to say favourites to go down are Watford, Southampton, Brighton got a bit of a jammy result yesterday, and maybe us. Newcastle only managed to draw against Wolves today. Yeah, one and they, they looked awful against us. Okay, again, early doors, yeah. but... They looked well, we, horrible when they came to Carrow Road. I, th- I think, I don't know, we've had a lot of injuries, but I guess that idea that we're probably going to finish mid-tables a, a, a bit unrealistic. I think we're going to be there and thereabouts, bottom four, bottom five. Yeah, I mean, is it going to come down to other three teams shit than us? Yeah, feels like it, right? Yeah. But we had a fairly abysmal start to last season. Yeah. We get strength back, we get numbers back, we get some defenders back. You never know. We just need to pick up some points desperately. Yeah, yeah. 
But the thing is, the tone is, of this podcast, it already feels quite. I know, Christ, it's not even fucking Christmas. Thank That's you. not even Christmas, boy, and we're talking no. about are oh, there three teams shitter than us? Hey, let's talk about something else. Uh, what, I mean, non football related? <laughs> um, we notice a lot of Man United fans. Yeah. Um, Come quite away from Yarmouth. Yeah, Blowfield. Blowfield. Costy Tatham. Yeah, that yeah. ache or stretch can be a nightmare. So Glory. Congratulations. Honey. Plastic like fans. Yeah, God. God. Hey. Hello, mate. You're right. It's like um, a mate of ours said on our WhatsApp group, which is just a, a friend's WhatsApp group. Yeah. He's like, I've got, yeah, my cousin's a Man United fan. Can I get, to, you know, I can get two tickets to the game? Fucking serious. Yeah. That's it. Like in the Norwich stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, dude, there's 15 after season tickets. There's 1,500 tickets available. Yeah. 1,500. And then there's thousands of members who get priority over that. Yeah. And you want to take a Man United fan. Yeah, to the hot, yeah, to the, one of the hottest tickets of the year for us, for anyone in Norwich, you know, to see Man United at Cow Road, even for the casual. One thing that I will just mention that, that tickled me on the way in is I've noticed now we're doing those half-half um, scarves for every game. So like half United, half Norwich yeah. with the date on it. And it's like, I'm sorry, yeah, fair enough in Europe, you get yeah. half Juve or whatever, but I, would, I wouldn't wear half another Premier League team scarf no. on my neck. Half and of fucking United. Should I do know. half, half in Norwich Rotherham or... Yeah and, I, yeah, and I said it would be great if they did a half Norwich, half Ipswich one. Do you think anyone would buy that? Uh, Unless it was like I had barbed wire on it, and like you know, it's like real like WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hell in a Cell or yeah. something. But yeah, I just thought that was really weird. Like, who is buying that scarf? It is weird. It is weird. This is for the tourists, the plastic fans. Yeah, which I doubt there'll be many of. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Who oh knows? God. Who knows? Here we go, guys. Anyway, all right, bye. Half time at Cara. Um, you used two words. I forgot what they were. You had two words to describe the half. That was before the second penalty. So yeah, um, one of them was horrible, and the other one was uh, frustrating. Frustrating. Annoying. Annoying, Annoying and, and horrible. horrible. That was how. That was yeah. That's how I summarised the first half before two unprecedented penalty saves from Tim Krull. So we're still 2-0 down. In all probability, we're dead and buried. But by rights, we should be 4-0 down. We had two debacle VAR situations. Now, I guess until we see them at home, see the footage, we won't know specifically what happened. I mean, God, from where I was sitting, that did not look like a handball. It looked like uh, the defender turned his back. I think the problem is, in the, in, in the first however many game weeks of the Prem, how many of it's been now? It's like, what, eight, nine? Um, None were being given. No. And they were receiving a lot of criticism for that. That have gone completely the other way. I'm no problem with VAR, it's just how it's being yeah, used. Yeah, exactly. I do I do have a problem with the ref blowing for a corner or a, a goal kick, then getting a word in his ear, then the game stopping for more than a minute while some someone watches a foot over and over and over yeah, well, and over and over again. If, if, well, that's the thing. Those stops took several minutes, which yeah. meant someone had to look at it over and over again, like you said. Now, the whole ethos of VAR, it said, 
was to reverse clear and obvious mistakes. Yeah. Now, if you happen to look at it 20 fucking times yeah, to make your mind clear, up, it's not mistake. clear and obvious yeah, mistake. absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I hate that with the offsides. I hate it if someone's like a fingernail offside. Yeah. And it's given. If they're like two yards offside or a blatant handball or, you know, fair enough. But it's putting the game under way too much scrutiny. I know, and, it, and it's killing it. Yeah. It's, it's like every time you score a goal, you're going to be like, can we celebrate? Yeah. Oh, no VR, no, it's no, no goal. I mean, I thought the penalty that um, Brighton were giving yesterday was a joke as well. Yeah. I mean, and often, anyway, and often these are decisions. Both of them. Oh, unbelievable. Rashford the first one. I had a feeling Rashford would miss, but I didn't think Martial would. To be, to be fair, the save against uh, Rashford took a poor penalty. Yeah. Martial's wasn't great. It was good height, but it was in the corner. Crawl got over well. Look. Two penalty saves. Unbelievable. And look, imagine if we win three two. They are low on confidence. I, I, I didn't think it's such a shame that Cantwell blasted an early chance over the bar because had we scored first, I think we'd be looking at a very different game. He I, needs to at least work the keeper there. United did not set up as a confident team because there is a way you play us you go nuts you, you know you press super hard super high you run traps on Aaron's and Lewis we give the ball up you score in the first well, that, five that's, minutes that's, a great that's what thing, teams though. have been doing to but us but that's the thing Aaron's was getting out of those traps so he well was, he was. had a really good half I mean and I'm not detracting anything but I just think Man United look like a team long confidence well, if we can yeah. just get the next goal the, the problem was the first goal we conceded it, it was from from a, a corner we deal with a corner it goes back out to the corner taker I don't know who it is Jamal or whoever needs to close him down quicker. He has all the time in the world to put the cross in, but we deal with it, but it's a weak clearance, slightly fortuitous first goal. The yeah. second goal, Rashford took it well, but our defenders just completely disappeared. Yeah, yeah. That is a problem. What's bothering me is what you were saying in the game, is that it seems fragmented between so there's a defensive midfield, midfield to attack. Part of the problem is um, Liner and McLean are getting sucked into the engine room, so we're starting from a deep position. We're playing out of our defence quite neatly at times, but we're just not playing those killer balls to Timu or to Camwell. I, I said it, um, I'm not sure if I said it on the podcast, but I was very um, uh, complimentary of Wendy last season. But he needs to grow up. Yeah. He needs to grow up and fast. Because, well, don't get me wrong, his ability is unbelievable and he, he will do some great things. Yeah, and he was fouled a couple of times in that half we know we saw, but big he deal. He was fouled, but he gets dispossessed too easily, he gives the ball away too easily, he strops too easily, he gets involved with things that he doesn't need to I get mean, he really too looked, easily. He really looked like he was cruising for a booking in that half just because he lost his temper and he was frustrated. And you can't have that. You can't have that. I think he's one of the most dispossessed players in the league, statistically. And he needs to, I mean, he just needs to make better decisions. Yeah. He needs to make, he needs to understand percentages a little bit better. Yeah. Like, what he should do when. Yeah. And he, he too often gets, he's, you can tell he's got an ego, don't get me wrong, great footballers have egos, but sometimes he'll get sucked into a little one-on-one -on -one battle with someone. Like which, young today. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. he'll think, right, okay, I've got to get past you, rather than do what he should do, which yeah. is like set Pookie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pookie's been good, he's been, he's been Oh, the one, the one good, sniff he got he really made something of it and yeah. they had to do some reasonably desperate defending but I mean if we go if we get the next goal uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting imagine half. this we, we pull it back to 2-2 bring on De Dennis Sabeni he scores the winner in the 93rd minute well also do we see O'Neill do we see Marco so. but the thing mm, 
I'm not sure we'll see Marco, but we'll definitely see O'Neill. Yeah. But the problem is, he, he never. He will take off Camwell for O'Neill. I'd rather him take off Emmy. Emmy, yeah, because. But the, the thing with Emmy is he's always got that, regardless yeah. of how poorly he's playing, he's one of those players you're reluctant to take off because he could give you that flash. That yeah, flash yeah, so yeah. That turns the game for sure. Oh. We'll have to oh, shit. I mean, I, I hate United. And I look at them now with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer on the bench, and I just hate them. I, I, I like them more than Liverpool, but I still hate them. It, yeah, it makes me hate Solskjaer. And yeah. Solskjaer is a lovely man. Yeah. But I look at him, and I but just it's think, like, I fucking hate you, know, you I, and I, everything that I... And I don't even mind I, I don't am. even mind Roy Keane in punching. I look at their some of the heyday highlights of that of the great United teams in the in the 90s into the noise and, and I enjoy watching them now and I don't have the same anger that I used to or contempt but when you're here at Carrow Road watching Man United it brings back those old feelings and yeah I fucking hate it man I hate the, I hate the fans half of them have just come from Costi and Tavram plastic plastic United fans mm. yeah. with a mock mank accent I, I didn't tell you there was some guy uh, <laughs> it was a nice guy this was a couple of hours before kickoff. I was in town he came up to me and he was asking me for directions to the ground. He just parked up somewhere. He was a United fan. Essex, Essex accent. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, for it's sure. Like, oh, it's nonsense. It's just, look, 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 they've been attracting glory hunters for a decade. Yeah, but. I mean, I guess for us, you know, they were like, when we were growing up and we were really into football, and probably the first time we were remember Norwich being really good, first few seasons the Prem came into existence. You know, United were the quintessential classic fan yeah. in school with a United jersey. For sure. Club. For sure. And they embody that glory hunting for, yeah, for we, people of our generation. Yeah, they yeah, sure. totally embody that. Yeah, which is commonplace now. You get your Chelsea, now, your Man City. No, Man City, Liverpool, right? But like, but yeah, and, and, but you know what? A lot of the rhetoric around this United team and why they're doing so poorly by their standards is true. They lack leaders, they lack character, and really, 1 through 11, they lack talent. And if we can get the next goal, I'll be really interested to see how they respond. I only like them when they had Jose. Oh, yeah, but yeah. yeah but do you know what's funny? It's that Jose got sacked. He won the Europa League with them. He won the League Cup. He won the Charity Shield, and he came second with them behind Man City. They, that, that Man United team wasn't as strong as the Man United team that they are now. Yeah. And they finished above Liverpool. Yeah. And Jose, at the time, said, when he was receiving all the criticism, he said, finishing second with Man United, but this side is the biggest achievement of my entire career. <laughs> because of the... Well, now you know, it, now yeah, yeah, yeah. you know exactly what he meant. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, so for Man sure. United fans, be careful what you wish for. I've got, we've, we've got our Man United back, you know, we've got our football back. Dude, yeah, shithouse, it's mate. Done. It's done. The, the, what, they, what they achieved, the recruitment they managed from the, you know, the early 90s right through to their 90s, it's done. You're done, yeah, I'm afraid. They've got a World Cup winning, world-class general of midfield in Paul Pogger and they can't get him to perform. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, Marshall, Rashford. It's not about the pieces of the puzzle I anymore. Can't stand the culture's gone. Me neither. To be honest, I can't stand the England team. Well, Simon and I didn't have the chance to talk after the game, and it's now Monday lunchtime. And I'm going to be really boring and reflect on the second half. 
Pookie had a good chance early on, probably should have done better. But the reality of it is that we weren't particularly good. And Man United were pretty good. You could probably argue that they've turned a bit of a corner. Um, having a two-pronged attack with Marshall and Rashford made a big difference. But we need to get a bit smarter. I mean, Daniel Farker said that we weren't physical enough and made mistakes, which, looking back, we did. The first goal was a poor clearance from Cantwell. Also, we didn't um, shut down the cross quick enough. The second goal was catastrophic defending. Uh, our, our defensive line was all over the place, and as a result... Amadou, who to be fair isn't a central defender by trade, was playing Rashford onside. And then the third goal came from Emmy Brendier just not looking after the ball well enough in the middle of the park and giving it away. Uh, they countered, to be fair, it was a very nice finish and move from um, Marshall and Rashford. But Brendier needs to grow up. Um, the, the one good thing is that. Uh, Onel Hernandez, who came on for the second half, had a real impact. And I hope he's going to be starting in the future because he is dynamic. He scored a really good goal. And even at 3-1, I thought, do you know what? If we could get a second, it might be a bit interesting. But we just couldn't do it. And to be honest, 3-1 was all we really deserved. But going forward, I think Onel Hernandez has to start matches for us. Um, whether that's in place of Cantwell or Buendia it will probably be in place of Cantwell who is a skillful player but does still struggle with the physicality and um, yeah that, that is a little problematic um, we've decided to leave social media I'll tell you why it, it, firstly it, it it just it's, it's just too much noise on social media with everything. You go on there and there's just so many political opinions and shit about Brexit and there's violent videos being uploaded. I don't go on social media to see any of that. But also it's the knee-jerk reaction from Norwich fans who are instantly condemning us to being in a championship next season. I, I just don't buy into that yet. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not looking good for us. But if we're still in this situation at Christmas, then maybe it's time to start saying, you know, saying we could go down. But for the meantime, it's just far too early and I just can't stand the negativity. So, uh, yeah, we're going to come off Twitter, but we're going to still podcast. We'll still do the YouTube channel and we are on Instagram. So if you want to follow us, you can follow us on that. Um, nothing more to say, really very disappointing huge game on the weekend god what a great time that would be to pick up our first away win we'll have to see